One, two, three. I'm Rock 94.7's Terry Stevens, a.k.a. Scary Terry from Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. We're interviewing Tony Harnell of Starbreaker. You may also remember him from the band TNT. This is part two of that interview. I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to part one if you haven't already. And now we continue our interview with Tony Harnell of Starbreaker. It has to be a lot more enjoyable to take it all in and to get the feedback and to even listen to the work. It has to be much more enjoyable doing it without the haze of alcohol hanging over you. That has to be incredible. Yeah. And, you know, uh, everybody's everybody's story is different. Mine was, you know, but but ultimately, as different as all the stories are, they're all the same as well. Um, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to enough people and, you know, I might not have ended up in jail or, you know, in some of the situations that I've heard people talk about, but, uh, that doesn't make my experience any less, um, you know, traumatizing for me and for those close to me at the time. And, um, and, you know, there, there are still, uh, traumatizing after effects for, both myself and and people that loved me and love me and uh uh you know and that'll 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 hopefully all you know it, it's healing quite a bit and hopefully it'll continue healing with time um but yeah it is uh it's interesting to listen back and uh and be able to just kind of like go wow you know uh how did i actually do that because when I think of the state of mind I was in when I was making this record, it was, it was, people might not understand that I haven't been through something like this, but it was, it was so difficult for me to just really go from one room to the other and turn my studio on and try to do something good, you know, and sing well and write, you know, songs. It was, it was you know, an unbelievable um, thing to try to do. You know, it would have been so much easier to just, if I, you know, uh, to go uh, do almost any job in that state would have been easier than trying to do that, you know. But somehow it got done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It forces you to look in the mirror and just lay it all out there, man. Absolutely. You've got a hell of a resume. I mean, you know, in addition to your solo work, you've also got TNT and Westworld. And you've been working with Magnus for a while. And you've got a really solid core here with Starbreaker. What do you think is the key to finding a partner with which to write music? What's the key to finding a successful relationship there? You know, it's funny because I I haven't looked for any of the really successful you know, writing partners I've had, they've just kind of fallen into my lap. Um, So so just be real lucky. (laughs) I have been really lucky and really blessed to have worked with such talented guitar players who, uh, you know, the, the three that really come to mind, um, that I've had the most that I've written the most songs with are of course, Ronnie Latikro from TNT that he and I have a writing partnership and a musical relationship and friendship and brotherhood that goes back, uh, to, you know, 1984. So, uh, I would have to put him at the top because I've written the most songs with him and done the most live shows. But, uh, you know, uh, Mark Reale, uh, who sadly passed away some years ago, uh, he and I on the Westworld albums, he was a wonderful writing partner. We would, we would get together uh, at either his place or whatever where I was where I was living, and 
and just start, you know, really organically, just like Ronnie and I would do, uh, writing songs and, and presenting them, we could present them to the band. Um, and, and now with Magnus, you know, that was another thing where, and my relationship with Ronnie originally was, again, just a fluky thing, how we came together. Um, same thing with Mark and I, it was actually someone else, a producer that put us together. And with Magnus and I, it was uh, Frontiers Records that suggested we might make a good team. So it's never really been a case of me seeking out, uh, you know, people to work with and, and automatically having it be a home run. I mean, I have sought people out. I've sat down and tried to write with some people and it's just, it, it's so much based on not just their, uh, their writing ability and their musical talent, but their personality and their ability to actually write with somebody else. Cause not everybody has that, the generosity to write with another person. And, uh, it does take a lot of, um, you know, it takes a lot of generosity and it takes a lot of um, uh, understanding and, and, and hopefully not too much ego to be able to write a great song with another person and have it sound cohesive and you're giving each other, you know, you're feeding off each other and you're giving each other things at the right times to complete a great song if you can. So Maybe part of the secret is just recognizing it when you have it and working with it, man. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, uh, you, you can just feel it. You know, when you're onto something, you just feel it. And, uh, you know, somebody asked me the other day, do you, you know, how many extra songs do you have? With, with, And it's the same thing. I mean, through most of my career, I actually am lacking, excuse me, I'm lacking uh, extra tracks to make like, you know, one of those uh, hidden, you know, the, the leftover track right. record. You know, I, I just don't have a lot of them. And... Ronnie and I would sift through everything we would work on and we would choose the cream of the crop and, and just discard everything else and not even finish it most of the time. Um, same thing with Westworld and, uh, and Magnus and I as well. We, you know, we, we look at, listen to different things. We work on some things for a second and then we just kind of take the whole thing and say, is this worth completing or not? And if we complete it and we like it, it's on the record. Now, Tony, I know you got a lot of these lined up today. I got one more question for you, man. My gamer friends would be thoroughly upset with me if I didn't ask you this. Can we oh, get, no. I know. Um, you know what's coming, can we get yeah. another Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack out of you? <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's that's something that, again, um, it, it just fell into my lap in early, it must have been 2000 or 2001 when I, when I did the first one. Uh, and... It was a lot of fun, but I mean, it was literally like, you want to come down and sing this, you know, thing. And it was a day in the studio, if I remember correctly, and, 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 a, and a paycheck. And I never, that was it for me. And all of a sudden, it, when social media started to come around and things, I was getting all of these uh, young fans. And I was like, what is this? Where is this coming from? And it was all from that, you know. <laughs> um, and I did, I did another one later. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm always, if they reach out to me, I'm always open to it. I just haven't heard from them in a while, but, uh, hopefully I will. There you go. And, and have you played the games themselves? I am so not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I, I have a few games on my iPhone and I don't even bother with those half the time. Uh, when I, I just moved to Nashville recently, so I'm driving a lot now, but when I was in New York City, of course, I was taking the subway all the time. And I would occasionally 
you know, get bored and instead of listening to music or, you know, I might play a video game or both, but not really. You know, I, I, I had more fun observing people, you know, and looking at crazy people on the subway and <laughs> just observing, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't feel the need. Maybe it's healthy. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm healthy, healthy. Uh, I, I never felt the need to like occupy my, you know, my mind that way by, uh, by getting addicted or, or locked into uh, something like that. So I don't know. I, nothing against it. I, I, maybe I'm afraid that if I did, I'd get addicted to it. And I would never <laughs> leave the house. You know? Never leave the couch again. Right. All right. right. I, I will say this. I, I think there's a YouTube audience for watching you play these games for the first time and hearing your musical contributions to them as you're playing them. I think that'd be a good watch. <laughs> Absolutely. That's actually a pretty. That's a pretty funny idea, actually. That okay. one's on me. It's all yours, dude. Just to make sure you tag right. us when you uh, when you do it, because I want to see that we'll, happen. <laughs> we'll do. Okay. That is Tony Harnell of Starbreaker. Check out the new album, Dysphoria. It is out, and it kicks all the ass. Tony, thank you so much for being a part of the show, man. Okay, thanks so much. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Take care.